Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Knights of Evening Star. Uh, I'm your dungeon master, Mark Sherlock Humes, uh, and we are back for more Cormerian Noble Spa Day goodness. Uh, I am joined once again by the ever lovely cast. And we have Nate Sharp, Anna Prosser, Mika Burton, and Jonathan Indovino, aka Shady Penguin. Hello, my dear friends. How are we all? Doing well. Well, 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 well. Nice. Wait, I have a new autofocus thing on, so I can like wait. Whoa! Wait! Hold wait. on! Wait. wait! Wait! There it is! There it's it is! Oh. Done it! Yay! Three D approval. Three <laughs> D approval. Oh. Uh, much appreciated. And, and then back. it snaps back almost immediately. Wow! Technology. Excellent, excellent. Uh, I apologize now if I'm a little bit sniffly and bunged up. I, I am having the worst summer hay fever in the UK, um, but we're going to power on through and play some Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, and that's where we're going to start this week. Uh, is there anything else I need to mention? Is there anything anybody else would like to mention or bring up or talk about that's really cool and exciting before we start rolling some dice? I just didn't know that the UK had summer. I thought it was just always rainy. We have, we, it's mostly rain. And then we have about, uh, you know, two to three weeks uh-huh. of intense, uncomfortable, humid, hot weather that oh. none of us are ready for and prepared for. Mm. And also all the trees and grass just go everywhere. <laughs> um, that sounds super unfortunate. <laughs> Yeah, it ain't great. And yeah. uh, I never used to have hay fever as a kid. And now that I'm an adult who spends all of his time inside writing and, and uh, painting tiny plastic soldiers, uh, I get it really bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yay. Good luck. Um, dun- yeah, but that's okay because, you know, I play Dungeons and Dragons as right. uh, all the time. So that's great. Uh, so that's all good. Um, we are currently playing through. I'll do a full sort of like more narrative recap uh, for those of you who aren't fully caught up on the episodes. Um, but we are currently playing through my own adventure in Candlekeep Mysteries. Uh, one of the adventures in it I wrote uh, and I'm doing, we're doing a slightly modified version here on Nights of Evening Star. Uh, and it's the adventure of the price of beauty, but some things are going to be different. Some things are going to change. Uh, most notably, I've leveled everything up. Um, so, cause these guys are a bit of more of a higher level than, uh, than the adventure is prepared for, but that's, uh, that'll be fun. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much where we are today. Everybody's ready. Uh, I did do some little changes. Uh, Clive, I have now added Eben Scorn, the magical longsword to your inventory in D&D Beyond. Um, So that's uh, equipped and attuned for you in there. Um, As far as you know, it's just a plus one longsword. Uh, There's not been any more sort of in-depth discovery of what else it may or may not do. Um, But it is a plus one longsword, which is uh, a good thing. Magic weapon never hurts to have. Uh, And yeah, and then I think, um, Agnes, you now have the bow equipped. So I took that off Tarkle. um, And Mika has written down all of the treasure that you gained uh, from your uh, jaunt into the shadow fell. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So just a little bit of housekeeping uh, done before uh, we before we filmed and, and streamed today. So a little bit there. All right. Everybody good? Any questions? Um, um, for one of the items, should we sort that out when we get back? Just Yes. Okay. I do not believe you would have carried all of your treasure and goods with you to this spa. You never um, certainly available when you get back. Gotcha. Anything else? Nope. Shady? No? Okay. No questions. In that case, 
last time on Knights of Evening Star, the party have returned from the Shadowfell, from the mysterious ruin of Castle Bray Winter, where they were after a magical relic um, for another Cormirian noble, but such an endeavor proved to be a little bit more stressful and dangerous than anticipated. And so the party, uh, thanks to an enchanted book sent by Agnes's father, Dalen Crownsilver, have traveled to a place called the Temple of the Restful Lily, an old day spa, really, uh, and temple dedicated to the goddess of love and beauty, Sunni. Here, they have found uh, many attendants and staff members, including a young dark-haired man called Seth, uh, who have helped them uh, relax, uh, bathe, have massages, have pedicures, uh, get drunk, um, and have some rather wonderful little moments. Agnes has also met with one of the three sisters that runs the temple, uh, a lady called Morgana, a moon elf called Morgana, who has uh, been discussing the idea of a more in-depth treatment uh, to make some changes and some uh, transformations as Agnes feels that she may or may not need. Uh, the others, I believe that Clive and Tarkle had briefly met another one of the sisters uh, called uh, Greensong. Uh, who is a blind wood elf with a hound uh, companion at her side. Um, and yeah, apart from that, it's just been a bit of a lovely time, really, hasn't it? It's just been a wonderful bit of bonding and arm wrestles and all sorts of nonsense. Um, very much uh, a needed rest. However, uh, as you guys retire to the rooms that have been provided to you on the house, these lovely, well-kept uh, evening kind of bed and breakfast rooms, Tarkle, in the middle of the night... Uh, after kind of awakening uh, from everybody else, um, noticed that there was some sort of strange sound out in the hallway. And upon investigating, found what appeared to be a kobold, who at first seemed that they might be trying to break in to a room, but actually was repairing various things around the temple. Uh, and just and Tarkle reached out to speak to them, but received a rather sort of cryptic and ominous warning that things were not as they seemed. Uh, and the little kobold seemed to be terrified of somebody finding out that Tarkle had spoken to them. Uh, Tarkle returned to bed after this strange encounter, and we begin with a fresh new day. My dear friends, what would you like to do? I will leave the matters of... Things like hangovers in your capable role-playing hands, uh, whether you wish to be the kind of person that burns it off very quickly uh, due to your magical natures or whether you are suffering greatly, I leave very much in your hands. I want to roll a constitution check. I want to leave you it You may also do that if that's what you wish fake. to do. What, a, what, what do you think I need to... Well, I think you just roll and then we'll see what okay. number you get. Uh, let's see. 15. 15. I think that that's pretty good. I think that you, you know, maybe there's some slight, uh, you know, a mild headache or some sort of mild sort of grogginess. But apart from that, actually not too bad for Agnes. Gotta love that elf metabolism. Yeah, exactly. You know, can, We can chalk it down to elven metabolism or maybe your druidic training. You've burnt off uh, the mm. alcohol in your system or something like that. The, the fire inside me eats alcohol faster. <laughs> there you go. Perfect absolutely perfect um what about everyone else how's everyone else feeling and are there any plans uh i know that agnes obviously has some plans but you guys still have this wonderful uh place to enjoy and relax um as you see fit i believe clive was quite interested in some potential workouts that were scheduled for the mornings um yeah i was i just found a really sorry i was looking at my character sheet 
there's this really cool thing on D and D Beyond where I click long rest and my page crashes. So that's oh, cool. oh, cool thing. Uh, well, we can get that back. It's not like it's not like you guys are going to need your character sheets today, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. a lovely spa. Yeah. Um, who needs dice and combat abilities? Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, anything from uh, Shady, uh, Azar? Anything you guys would like to do? Tarkal, Azar? Uh, Tarkal is definitely not hungover at all because that was nowhere near, near enough alcohol. He just had mm-hmm. like one half a bottle of wine with um, the Blade Castle, so I don't think mm-hmm. it was enough. Um, but he's also super cautious now, obviously. he's He got a warning from a strange cobalt that this place is not as it seems and you should not be here. So I think he's kind of just... He's not going to try to do any of the activities, but he does want some food. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you guys haven't eaten and stuff. You know, you'll need to have some sort of food. Um, okay, sure, sure, sure. Uh, Elissa is also with you guys, uh, as mentioned before. It's always very difficult to keep track of friendly NPCs because I'm thinking about a million other things. But Elissa is also here. Um, she had been sort of taking care of her own business. She had had various sort of treatments on her own uh, during the day while you guys were off doing other things, um, but is currently uh, asleep in a chair in Azara's room sort of like has curled up into one of these sort of larger comfy looking chairs um, and was asleep in that uh, upon waking. Um, I think that Azara probably would have woken up before Alyssa because with her dragon constitution hangovers aren't a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So she would have like put a blanket over her uh, Mm -hmm. before she left and wanted to go check out the temple but this time put on her armor and is bringing her staff with her Um, although she doesn't actually wear armor. Uh, so technically she's just kind of like putting on like one of the nice, like a, like a, like a resort frock and is bringing her staff with her and is going to check out the, yeah, all of her other equipment and stuff like that. Okay. Sure. Um, okay. Uh, Agnes. Um, does Azara mention that she's going back to the temple? I probably would have told Agnes since she was the one who yeah. <laughs> broke it. <laughs> Agnes would be like, totally down. Just give me a sec. And she'll just kind of like splash some water on her face. And, blah, 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 and then she'll grab all of her accoutrement as well and come with Azara. Okay. I mean, yeah, Tuckle and Clive would probably notice you guys are not geared for spa day activities. Um... Are we leaving? Are we Are we done at the spa? No, 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 no. Just... Uh... We found found some interesting stuff out in the the grounds, so we just wanted to check it out. And you know, it's it's never a bad idea to bring along protection in case there's unspecified dangers. Hey, always want to be safe. Is Clive in uh, a robe? I am here now. <laughs> no, is he in a robe or is he <laughs> no, in like? Wait, no. Yeah, he's been he so he has the tiny robe, but still like carrying all his stuff around, dragging it on the floor. Um, okay. Also, did I hear back about um, working for uh, the place to handle these water spirit things? Uh you hadn't. Yeah, I think that because um, you guys were enjoying the things, and uh, Morgana had uh, seemingly spoken to Agnes, um, it hadn't come up, but it still might. Uh, you know, you've you've guys have literally been here a day. There've been other things going on, um, but hopefully, maybe today you'll hear back on something like that. Uh, yeah. So, where well, is this interesting place? I, w- I was going to ask. Ah, yes. Oh, oh. No, yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just the temple. The ruins seemed 
pretty interesting last night. So we thought, why not check it out today in the daytime? Uh, truth is that we we mm. she looks at Zara like we we may have trespassed slightly slightly um briefly in our defense there were no signs no i didn't see any and it wasn't an explicit no mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. it's not wise mhm but we figured that's not a no. Point is, there's like some ghosties, but we want to go check it out. So you can come if you want. I'll look at Clive. Ghosties? At the, at the sound of anything remotely more interesting, when you look at Clive, he's already putting his armor back on. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is what we came here for that lot. This is the specialty. Let me go grab my stuff then. And I'll go back to my room and grab my... Uh... My, my leather and my kiss of silver. Sure. Let me just. No reason. Just throwing some things together here. Just, I feel like everything Mark planned for tonight is just, just not this. No, it's it's you know it's 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 uh this is yeah I just I didn't expect you guys to go back maybe so soon so I hadn't actually added I hadn't built the encounter uh for it. I, First thing I in the morning, punching a demon do. in the face. So, yeah, gathering up your goods and things like that, um, you, yeah, you guys, you guys get your gear together and things like that. Uh, there's definitely, um, you do notice a couple of things. Uh, first of all, when you're getting all of your gear and things together, your healing potions aren't there. What? Mm-hmm. Where- yeah, your weapons and armor, anything really obvious, but actually when you're kind of like checking your bags and things like that and kind of getting everything together, um, healing potions, any sort of like healing items um, are not there. Hmm. Can I see any clues of like anyone having taken them or anything like that? No, I mean, you guys, yeah, there's... I don't think that there would be any visible, you know, um, there's no sign that your things have been disturbed or anything like that. Um, Azara would absolutely uh, walk to the front desk and look for Saith. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you find, that. probably find Saith, uh, not at the front desk, probably uh, probably actually like cleaning the main sort of reception area, just mm-hmm. light dusting and sort of uh, humming to himself. Um... Uh, Azara ah. kind of clear throat. Uh, excuse me. Yes, good day, Lady Zara. How may I help you? Uh, Did you I sleep would, well? I, wonderfully. The, the blankets were quite warm, bed quite soft. <sighs> I, hear it. Uh, I just have a quick concern. Um, is there a, a lost and found apartment or a, a formal place to register a, a missing item or a complaint? Oh I feel that in, in the transportation of all of our goods, I know it's a lot. We, we come bearing a lot of armor and weapons. It seems that our, our potions have vanished. Oh my goodness. Well, this is, this is very alarming. Um, uh, I mean, any, any sort of lost item would be registered with me. And mm-hmm. I, I, I can assure you, I understand that you likely have concerns of, of, your, of your, the staff here, but they're all extremely loyal and, and would have no reason to steal such items. I mean, was, was there anything else missing? 
Oh, oh no, no, I don't. And please don't think this is me accusing the staff of, of theft or of deception. I think maybe it was possibly misplaced or, or it fell or there were just so many things to, to handle that. It, we can, we can check to see happened. if the lockers in the changing area containing your items, but it's very unlike our staff to misplace something like that. Uh, we only have a few guests here, as, as you've seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do have some concerns. And you can see there's something that Seth isn't saying. Your natural insight, all of you, uh, especially, you know, Agnes and Azar. You can see that there's definitely something weighing on Seth's mind, but he's not sort of speaking it out loud. He's just like, well, we'll certainly have to uh, speak with the staff. I I can certainly ask them. Azar kind of cuts him off seeing Mm. that and like puts one like calming, persuasive hand on his arm. And Mm. it's like, if there's anything that is going on, Please oh, know well. that we are happy to help, whether it be I, the water spirits or or something else. We we're here well, to help. It is possible that, as I've mentioned before, uh, the the temple is quite close to uh, the Feywild here, mm-hmm. and so mischievous spirits and things are not uncommon. There is also, oh, this is quite crass of me to say, and being guests, I, I don't want to bring the temple into ill repute, but we do have some, well, at least one of the guests is a suspicious sort, sneaking around. I've heard them shuffling around at night, but also we have a new member of staff, uh, the masseuse uh, who saw you yesterday, Ilmar Drow. Um they seemed very well trained and they certainly had the skills we required almost alarmingly fitting for the role uh they only arrived a few weeks ago um i believe that they're the only ones who really would have interacted you yesterday and maybe that they saw that you are wealthy individuals Uh, perhaps they thought that a few things like potions would would uh, not be amissed Still, I, I should I should speak with uh, I should speak with them myself. I fear that this is uh, this this is on the temple to resolve such a matter. I can assure you, I will I will not stop. I will not cease until I can locate these missing items of yours. Well, I know that we appreciate it, and the the uh, people here are under good hands and, and good watch with you. We just if you, there's anything we can do. Please let us know. I, w- I would simply help. ask you, Lady Azara, uh, do keep an eye out, especially for the other guest, uh, the half-elf. Uh, what was his name? What was his name? Clive's this is Mark having to look his name up. Um, <laughs> where was it? Uh, I want this episode. I have my notes really scattered around, so there we go. It's this one. Uh, Kefir, uh, yes, Mr. Kefir Bellhorn. Um, not really much background. Didn't really say. Hasn't really spoken to any much. Has, has kind of kept to themselves. Perhaps keep yourself quiet around them. I will investigate with the staff. I will ask around to see if these items have been found or if anyone knows of anything. I'll also see who exactly were responsible for transporting your goods, uh, if anybody was aware of it. Um, I'm so sorry. I, I Please, I mean, look, can we offer you anything? Uh, can we offer you compliment anything in compliments uh, to make up for this, this, uh, this, this terrible uh, service that has befallen to you? Zara kind of like looks back at her group, uh, knowing that they loved all of the treatments, and she kind of turns around and smiles and is like, "I now, 
the people of Evening Star would never want to take advantage of such a situation. However, if you are offering, um, I do know that those massages yesterday were quite wonderful and, and relaxing for my group. And Absolutely. It is the very least that we can do a full treatment package. Mm. Um, if you wish, uh, waxings, haircuts, manicures, pedicures, massages, whatever you desire, please uh, avail yourself to our, uh, to our things. I will also speak with the owners. They will, be most, uh, they will be most distraught to hear about this, and I'm sure that they will wish to convey their apologies and, their, uh, and, and see what else they can do. I will also see if we have someone else available for the massages, just, just in case... There is anything untowards. Uh, perhaps the sisters themselves would be willing to take up uh, and deliver a personal service. You just are... don't don't uh, don't suspect anyone. Yes. On our account, no. I, I, I no. wouldn't want you to be casting suspicion on people just because they're different or new. No, of course, it, it's simply, uh, I know many of the staff personally, and uh, I, I have great trust with them. It is just um, simply because, yes, they are new and I don't know them as well. I, I would never dream of casting any direct suspicions. I will speak to the whole staff. Uh, I will speak to the owners to see what we can uh, we can discover. Um, but I think perhaps, perhaps the sisters themselves may wish to uh, personally make up for it by delivering uh, any exotic treatments themselves you are too kind um we apologize for bringing such alarming news to you so early in the morning but for now we we're, we're just going to take a a walk just a a nice a nice walk okay to nowhere uh, in say particular kind of looks at you guys with armor and weapons <laughs> and things like that and is like well as i mentioned to you yesterday lady zara lady agnes uh, please do be careful the woodlands here as i say do connect to the feywild and there are many beasts and and things that can loom and, and roam in these areas uh and uh, like i said the old temple i really must advise you go anywhere near it it is uh, tragic and awful, frightful sounds have been heard coming from it of late. Um, <clears throat> if if someone were to kind of help uh, prevent future creepiness coming oh. from the temple, would would that be of help, or is there anything you? Well, you know? would you, for a brief a brief moment? wait here let me fetch the mistress morgana let her i think that this is something that she may wish to speak with you directly about i know that sir clive here also mentioned about dealing with the water spirits there may be some something that we can uh, discuss here just a moment just a brief a brief moment of your time uh, and let me let me speak with the with the owners yes very good. Thank you so much. Once again, my deepest apologies on behalf of the temple. And he sort of leaves through the, the main gate and you hear him sort of like head off uh, to another building. He he leaves the actual main temple area. And maybe Agnes and Azara, probably you imagine he's heading to that tower. It's the only other real building that was nearby. Uh, it doesn't take very long, maybe sort of 10 minutes, um, when Seth returns accompanied by three figures, uh, two of which most of you recognize. Uh, one is Morgana, this moon elf, pale blue skin, dark, sleek, dark, almost razor sharp black hair, uh, red lips, beautiful eye makeup, very, very glamorous, well-dressed, um, tallest of the three. Uh, the other is the blind wood elf, uh, Greensong, with her hound companion and her staff kind of helping her find her way. Very young, quite pretty, but uh, in this kind of delicate wallflower sense. Um, and then the last one is a figure you haven't seen before. 
she is tall, uh, very muscular, um, a sun elf. You see a very athletic build, a big sort of furred uh, uh, collar or shawl around her neck and almost like a short cape, like a mantle, a furred mantle around her neck and back, a gleaming golden armor. You can see a large hammer um, has been sort of like attached in a, in a back sheath as well. Um, kind of almost like uh, Agnes Red fiery brown hair spilling around her in a sort of uh, frizzy curled notion um, and the three of them arrive uh, Morgana and uh, Greensong seem to be all smiles um, this sun elf seems to have a bit more of a stern expression not so much a frown but less smiley than the other two uh, and when they arrive Morgana just looks my dear guests I must offer you the most humble of apologies. I'm so sorry to hear that something has uh, the, you have something has gone missing whilst you've been staying with us. Uh, Seth has assured me he will he will be looking for your lost items, and I'm sure that this is this is simply a case of our staff have misplaced them or misjudged the situation, um, and we will resolve it and make sure that you are uh, compensated appropriately. But Seth has also mentioned you intend to head to the old temple. Uh, it, it was more like if if we end up there you know it, it it we we do have experience with um you know battle just in case yes. you know it could be of help we, we you know we weren't like gonna transfer you know no no th th this was a hypothetical situation we mm -hmm, were going mm -hmm, to take a mm -hmm. walk we were only uh dressed this way with our weapons because we we were warned of the dangers but we figured if we happened to end up near in the temple and things presented themselves in a way that a problem could be taken care of, would that be helpful? Uh, at this, um, a couple of things. You notice a few things. Uh, the big sun elf, the tall athletic sun elf lady, is very much looking at Clive. Like you can see her kind of almost like looking Clive up and down, assessing him as like a, you know, as a warrior might, and as a fellow warrior mm. might. Um, Morgana's eyes constantly drift towards uh, Tarkal and Azara. Like she bounces between the two. And there is a sort of um, smirk, like a kind of interested smirk there. Like you can find that the two of you, uh, she finds the two of you quite interesting. Um, Green Song, this kind of, you know, very petite, dainty wood elf with this this white veil uh, kind of steps on. She's like, oh, you must be ever so careful. Uh, I'm sure that you must. Uh, I do not know what experience you have, but we are not. Uh, I do not believe that there is anything. Um, uh, whatever creature still resides in that place. Oh, it must be so twisted by evil and hatred. I have heard its howls at night. I have difficulty sleeping and uh, the, the noises, the screams that can be heard. I fear that whatever remains there is truly a dangerous thing. I, I do not know what beast you have befelled, but this is no mere goblin or, or, or uh, infestation of, of other creatures that many adventurers face. Uh, are you sure that you would be able to take care of such a beast? You are kind to be concerned, but yes. We did have a recent encounter with a, a shadow dragon from the Shadowfell, and it was quite successful, wouldn't you say? And she looks back to the rest of the group. Yeah, and you know, some um, celestials and uh, some other, you know, sh really? Shadowfell. Yeah, it's, 
not not to brag or anything. Just no, no. This is uh, this is reassuring to know that we are attended. That we have such powerful adventurers staying uh, at our temple, at our at our resort. Uh, what of you, uh, my good sirs? And Morgana looks at Tarkle um, and is just like, uh, Mr. Tarkle, was it, I believe? Yes. <clears throat> uh, you have been quite quiet. You, uh, are you the sort of silent, uh, dangerous type? And she kind of smiles when she says that. Um, <laughs> uh, Tarkle tilts his head and says, I just don't like to talk if I don't have much to say. But oh. I can handle myself. Good. Plus, we've got him, and I'll 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 pat Clive on the on the shoulder if I can reach it. I think I can. Don't yeah. mind me; I'm just an observer. I'm not even here. Uh, the Big sun elf woman definitely <laughs> looks in your direction. So, would you say that you're what are you? Some sort of pacifist? Then do you not get involved in fights? Or conflict. Oh no, I get very much involved in both fights and conflict. Good. Okay. Maybe this one can handle. I think that these four may be able to help us with our problems, sisters. Uh, not just perhaps the temple. We've been meaning. We've been thinking of getting rid of whatever horror still lurks in that place. We could uh, perhaps turn it into something useful. The building there, but there's also that spirit, those water spirits that keep messing with the baths. I've been waiting to hear back about those. Yes, I'm sorry, my friend. I was was training myself yesterday. I was out hunting in in the woods. I've only just been informed. Uh, I was scheduled to lead a class, uh, a workout regime this morning. I was going to speak with you then, but perhaps it seems that uh, this is a better opportunity for uh, a test of strength. There's a spirit that needs clobbering. Yes. Yes, uh, it's something that uh, I would have dealt with myself, but the spirits, uh, they flee as soon as they see me. I've been unable to capture them. They're capricious. You need to, you need to, co- uh, you need to lure them in. They simply know that I'm trying to get rid of them so they flee before I can strike. Perhaps you might have better luck. Uh, they are sneaky things. They hide in the water. They're almost invisible when they do so. So you'll need to find a way to lure them out. But I think that my sisters and I agreed, if you can solve these problems for us, why we have gold, we have relics that we can provide you in payment, uh, perhaps for dealing with these matters. Gold for the... We have no use for such things. No, we, 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 no, 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 we, no, we have use. Enough. We, have we so actually much could art. use that stuff. We are trying to rebuild right, our town. Uh, and we would use the gold not for ourselves. Certainly we have no need, but our people might. Well, I think that this this all seems uh, exceptionally fitting. Um, and we would be most graceful. Uh, whatever you find, uh, the Morgana, the sort of moon elf lady, uh, kind of takes the lead now. Um, whatever you find in the temple... I do be wary. I, I would advise um, uh, spirits or whatever vengeful spirit or creature may be there. Uh, I imagine it to be deceptive and and uh, haunted, perhaps even mad. Uh, I would be cautious when you enter there. Uh, we have 
dared not. We've sealed the place up, too afraid to deal with it even ourselves. So do be cautious. Uh, strike quickly, strike swiftly. Uh, with the water spirits, as, as, my, dear, as my dear sister Azrissa said, uh, they are mm, uh, duplicious and, and uh, sneaky. Uh, they keep themselves hidden. Uh, they come to play pranks. But as I do not know if you are familiar with fey beings, what they perceive as a prank or a trick can actually be quite harmful to living creatures. They don't understand that we will not simply heal and reform, that we are perhaps more mortal than the figures they are used to dealing with. Uh, uh, sounds like a non-fey problem. Maybe you should toughen up a bit. Hmm. Interesting. I uh, perhaps you are quite right. I am not much of a fighter myself. I am more interested uh, in uh, beauty and art and a little bit of magic. Uh, my sister Azrissa is the fighter, and as she told you, they seem to flee from her presence before she can strike a blow. I have no fear that she would be able to take care of these creatures uh, on her own, but sadly, they won't even let her get close. As he's saying all that stuff, I think all of us are just like, <sighs> Clive. <laughs> Well, you're in luck. We happen to have a brave fighter who also knows his way around the Feywild, as our friend Clive here comes from the Feywild himself. Oh, truly. Interesting. Well, we are very honored to have such guests here at the rest That's of the It's me. Week. I'm from the Feywild. <laughs> yes, Zara just kind I of like... Gathered. Sorry, I was uh, thinking about you... something else, but I had something to add there. Do they have, uh, forgive me, my knowledge is not too familiar with the Feywild. Are there schools and, and educations in the Feywild? Or have you simply sort of lived by your wits and cunning so far? Sick burn. If I didn't know better, I'd say you'd got a lip on you. No, no, no. A mere question, my, my good man. I was simply curious to know uh, if you have had the uh, more formal education or if, as I said, you have lived by your cunning and your wits. Uh, no textbook ever hunted prey for me. Ah, I see. Very fitting, very fitting. Well, indeed, we need a strong arm, and it seems that a strong arm you have, Mr. or Sir Wildmane, and it seems that you have... Uh, powerful magical users, I would assume, and she looks in Azara's direction, and, uh, well, a man who can handle himself as she looks at Tarkle. Um, ha! What do you mean, ha? I beat you in arm wrestling. <laughs> Pretty sure I'd emerge victorious in that one, lot. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you did, that's right. <laughs> uh, well, what anyway... Uh, Clive of the Wild Man, we Clive should of the Wild Man. We should get going. Sure. Uh the sisters will simply uh wish you luck. They they uh you know sort of nod in the direction of the old temple. Um if that is indeed where you wish to head, uh and we'll point you in that direction. Unless you wish to go and try and deal with these war spirits. Uh mm. Temple. Tarkle oh. votes for Temple because he wants to talk to everyone. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, the sisters simply bow uh, and wave you on, uh, wishing you good luck. Uh, Green Song, uh, please do be careful. Uh, we would hate for anything to happen to you. And if need be, there is no shame in running, fleeing. If, if the threat is too great, please just return to us in, in safe condition. Um, 
Uh, and yeah, and just lets you carry on. You guys make your way around the side of the, the Temple of the Restful Lily and begin making your way to the rear. Uh, Clive and Tarko, you hadn't seen this before. Um, Agnes and Azara lead the way. You pass by a tall, almost wizards-like tower um, with a kind of spiraled roof. Very beautiful, again, made from the same white stone with uh, these beautiful elven statues posed around the door. Um, just, you know, this very elegant tower. It seems to almost be like a residence. Um, and then further behind that, at the very back, uh, being overgrown by weeds and ivy, uh, the tree line encroaching around it is this broken ruin of an old temple. But anywhere that somebody could get in, you can see that it's been covered by this thick sap amber-like resin. Um, and the windows have been boarded behind the resin and things like that, all kind of coating around it. Um, the only entrance that you can potentially see is this hole in the roof about sort of you know, 30 feet, you know, 25 feet up uh, at the very top of what would have once been a beautiful um, arched roof. Um, and Jeb, it, it seems to be quiet. There doesn't appear to be anyone around you. Um, if it seems like we're alone, I'm, I'm going to... Oh, go, go ahead. Someone's talking. Um, oh. Uh-oh. So you guys are making your way past the tower. Uh, like I said, it's almost like a residence, a wizard's kind of tower uh, stretching up. Um, and then behind it, you see this, this ruined temple covered in this kind of thick resin amber blocking off all the entrances and exits. Um, and uh, the only entrance appears to be a hole in the roof about yeah, 25, 30 feet up in the air. Uh, and that is where I hand it back over to you guys. Uh, you do seem to be alone. So if now you wish to speak, now seems to be a good time. Yeah, I was just going to, um, I guess Tarko would just look to everyone. Last night when we were sleeping, I woke up in the middle of the night and there was a kobold that was fixing the locks on the guest rooms. But he was terrified when I spoke to him and he did not look anything else like the other help uh, in rags. And the last thing he said to me was, you shouldn't be here. Don't tell anyone I spoke to you. They'll make me like them. And he ran off. So like I do, them. I don't I don't know what he was implying, but I don't trust the temple and the sisters. Hmm. hmm. What do you think we should do? I mean, they are offering us gold. Um I I just think we should keep our wits about us. I don't think slaying if there's if you guys know what's in there, if there's a spirit in there as they were implying or some mad soul. I don't think removing that is going to, I don't know, benefit them if they are evil as well. It'll just, it'll come up. I just don't think we should trust them entirely. They're very smooth with their words and I didn't like the way they were looking at me. Hmm. I, I think one of them just had a crush on you, Taco, if you don't mind me saying, but... Looking um, at you in the same way as Ara, just as an FYI. Oh! <laughs> yeah. They were, they were giving us both the same... Yeah, the same that that we put look. you in a cauldron yeah, they... and cook you up as a soup. That's the vibes I was getting. <laughs> you can like interpret it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I... all the more reason to take their gold, honestly. And as for what is in the temple, it, we did trespass and we we did almost get attacked by something. Can't be good, whatever it is. And as so, I was kind of like, has that haunted like thousand yard stare? 
we should probably continue with this plan to uh, diminish the temple threat, collect the gold, and then perhaps we could somehow keep watch at night and see if we could talk to this kobold again, get more information. We could try. He didn't. He did not seem like he could mince words. He was. He was off in a hurry. The second I got closer to him to speak more, he he ran off. He was. He was afraid for his life. Well, maybe we could investigate, follow someone. Mm. And maybe this has something to do with the new masseuse that Sayeth was speaking of. This could be deeper than we know. The sisters could be involved or they couldn't be. Maybe you should take Morgana on a date, Tarkle, and see what happens. Maybe you should take Morgana on a date. I think she lingered longer on you than I. Listen! And Azar will just kind of like head towards the door. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, it's the same problem. Uh, the doors are all barricaded, covered in this thick resin. Um, it does look, you, I mean, you could try and break it down, but you don't see any easy or obvious entrances apart from that hole that you, you know, unless you do the teleports or unless you climb up and, and drop down like you did before. Um, there doesn't seem to be an easy way into this place. Hmm. And wait, we is could... there a spot where Clive can just do the smashy smash? I was going to ask if I could. You could certainly it. try. <laughs> you can certainly try. Okay. Amber, we can also go. get in the way that we did before. So it's I start just... swinging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just that um, the way that you did before, Agnes, you had to climb up, you know, like 25, 30 feet and then drop down. We, you we know, and it's a straight that. drop, we which missed... is, you know, you're going to take falling damage and stuff. But uh, Clive, smashy smash anyway. So, Clive, uh, you will need to give me an athletics check. Please. That is a 21. 21. You only just, um, and it takes you a bit of time. It takes you sort of like a good couple of minutes of like with the the morning star or with some sort of weapon or whatever, just like breaking down and chipping off this resin and smashing through the wooden barricades. It's loud. Um, and the second uh, that you, you know you hear this big heavy splintering smack and the crack of the resin, it begins to crumble. You hear... Uh, a a deep kind of uh, wailing screech, like ah! come from from within this temple somewhere. Um, well, there. All right, so self. I should do it again then. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do it again. I'll smash again. Yeah, I mean, you don't, yeah. So you keep smashing away, and you break enough of a hole in this resin door that you guys can squeeze through. Like it's going to be like a you kind of have to sh video game shuffle your way through like a, a small kind of gap. Um, it does slow you guys down moving through it, but it's big enough that you can squeeze through. Someone inside was screaming about it. I will kind of try to go ahead and observe with my observant feet. Sure. See if I see anything that we should know before we charge in. My sure. brain registered feet with eyes on them. <laughs> My feet. Uh, no, Agnes, you see the same thing that you did before. You see this rather sad, uh, broken interior of a temple that would have once probably been beautiful. You know, these great mirrors would have once hung up that anybody in the temple could have looked up and seen themselves, you know, beautifully lit and everything else. Uh, there are basins where somebody would have been able to wash themselves and clean themselves, scattered around sort of like the edges as well. Um, there are broken pews. There is, the floor is covered in broken glass. Um, you can see that all the pieces of the great mirrors of this temple 
have shattered and are now covering uh, the floor. Um, and then at the far end, you see this statue of a beautiful woman uh, just wearing her hair, almost like the hair drifts over her her body parts and things like that. But this kind of fiery red mane, but it's so dirty and grubby with filth that it looks like she's she's weeping and, you know, her body's completely stained and covered um, by everything. Um, and there is a set of stairs, a kind of curving stairs behind the statue leading down. Clive, would you like to lead? Yeah. Uh, Off we go then. What's your passive uh, perception there, Agnes? It is quite high. It is 23. Damn! 23. You um, spot them, um, you know, at, at the time. You see a figure... You don't really see much of them. They're covered in some sort of robe or you, you actually to you, it would look almost like a robe, but it could also just be like a, a wraith like figure. You see this kind of like shape of gray mass um, is coming up the stairs and you see a glint of steel um, as uh, they are going to, yeah, they're going to take a pot shot at, um, at Clive uh, as they do so. Watch out. Take cover. Yeah. I'm not going to give advantage because I'm assuming that uh, you're going to be calling out. Uh, so uh, that's only going to be a 12. So um, the arrow kind of flies through and Clive, thanks to Agnes's warning, you managed to kind of throw yourself to the side or bat the arrow out of the air with your weapon. Um, and you just hear this voice, this kind of rasping voice. Get out. Haven't you done enough? And then something disappears uh, back down. We we done enough. What have we done? We haven't done shit yet. I'm going after him. Uh, So when you run through the area, Clive, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw, please. For the broken glass. Yep. Uh, wait. I have a thing. I have a thing. You you talk of danger sense, I believe. I do talk of danger sense. Yes, I have advantage. Sick. You do. Because this, it's if you can see it, right? Danger senses. Yeah. If you can see it, you get advantage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You saw need, it. Need advantage. Okay, that is him plus uh, seventeen. Seventeen. Okay, so you just managed to kind of uh, half hop over because this broken glass is razor sharp, and running across, even with your kind of like padded furred feet, you kind of try and pick and choose the areas to move through um, as you dash towards it. Uh, it doesn't take you long. You can probably, with an action and a dash, you can cross all the way to the stairs, and then you can begin making your way down. But that's we'll we'll kind of go into a loose initiative here. That's what Clive's doing. What's everyone else doing? Um, Azara, not wanting Clive to almost die again, um, will misty step across the glass to kind of avoid it, um, Mm -hmm. and follow after him. Okay, give me... Clive's, like, running, so I'm assuming it's, like, the momentum I have. I couldn't stop, so I'm trying to just land where there's not glass, like... Going in screen there. Oh, no. Oh, oh, my. Oh, my. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Yeah, in fact, actually, with a dash, Clive, you can basically make it down the stairs as well. Actually, I've misjudged uh, my memory of how big this place was uh, was a little bit off. Um, okay, so sorry, uh, Zara and the rest of you, what are you guys doing? I was checking something there. Totally blanked. I misty-stepped behind him. 
directly behind Clive. Okay, yeah. so it's a bone section. You directly to Clive. Unfortunately, you can't. You have to basically miss step to the top of the stairs because you can't see down. So then you can. Oh wait, are we in initiative? Is that like part of an action? We're, we're taking it as a loose initiative. Like you guys can move action, bonus action stuff because Clive kind of rushed forwards. Um, gotcha. But we'll just you know we won't roll initiative until there's you know a gotcha. more direct conflict. Then yeah. Take- oh, go ahead. No, the, I'll I'll that I'll misty step just behind him, just so I'm like yep. right on his heels. Yep. Okay. Uh, Agnes and Tarkle. I'm going to take the action to summon Candor. Okay. And then sure. um, use Candor's action to fiery teleport myself to follow okay. Azara. Yep. So you're going behind Azara. Tarkle, uh, <laughs> everyone is just rushing forward ahead of you. Yeah. I'm just going to try to run uh, and dodge the glass. Can I just. Okay. Can I. Deck saving throw. Cool. Do some cool ass rogue shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm walls. trying to like, I want to like run along the wall or something. Hold <laughs> Nine and deck saving throw, you said? Deck saving throw. So 17. Okay. Uh, still, I mean, a nine, I was a bit worried, but I should have known better. Uh, yeah, you easily kind of kip off of these broken sections of stone, kind of using those to hop between a uh, little bit of sort of like running along. Maybe there's like a piece of tapestry that's hanging down. You grab and swing on it and pff, land behind everybody else as you guys rush down. Uh, the staircase curves. It, it goes down sort of maybe 20 feet into like a basement area. And you immediately, uh, a couple of things. First of all, uh, there is a soft white glow. This room would almost be pitch black because it's completely underground. There's no light sources. Uh, Your dark vision all begins kicking in. But there is a soft white glow coming from a square pool set into the floor of this chamber. So almost imagine sort of like an underwater, like an underground sort of... um, you know, pool, like a bath almost, uh, with steps that lead down into it. There are torn cushions, rugs and tapestries and clothing that has been piled into one corner of this space as an almost makeshift bed or lair, while twigs and scraps of deadfall form a simple campfire. The most Im- the most immediate effect, however, as all four of you rush downstairs, is the figure that is kind of half, well, stood would be an incorrect term, a figure uh, with a serpentine-like body uh, for their lower half is wading in the pool. Uh, They point a longbow uh, in your direction, and as they pull their hood back with one hand, a woman's face, a beautiful elven woman's face with snake-like hair stares at all four of you, and I'm going to need some saving throws, then initiative. What? Don't yep. look. No. The, well, you guys didn't know what was down here, so you are looking when you run down, and that's going to be a constitution saving throw from everybody immediately. Thank God. Medusa 15. Let's go. 15. 23. That's five. 19. Five. 19. So everybody, like, uh, sorry, uh, Clive. Azara Agnes, you guys rush down, you see this thing, and you watch as her eyes flare with power. Um, You blink for a second, and you almost feel your body kind of stiffen as if, uh, you know, your joints are seizing up, but you kind of shake it off, whatever effect you manage to hide your eyes or whatever it is happens to be. Tarkle, however, this gaze catches you right, and there's 
the the woman that you see before you there is something monstrous about her this kind of long serpentine tail um where her legs should be but she's dressed in these kind of robes that would have once been beautiful white robes um you know with slit sleeves but they're now ragged and soiled hanging off her like rags her face you know she has a very beautiful angular face but then this twisted hair of snakes um all over it and you can see uh there is just a broken emblem uh some sort of uh, symbol like a broken jewel on her necklace but that's the last thing you see well not the last thing you see but as you see that you feel your body beginning to like it's becoming hard to move you can begin to see pieces of your skin turning to stone uh you are restrained and you are beginning to turn to stone oh that is where we're going to roll initiative Rolling well today. Knock on wood. Knock on stone. Uh, I got a Knock 19. Total. 19 for Azara. Also Tarkle. 19. Sorry. Oh, 19 for Clive as well. Sorry. I got a 22. 22. And 12. Agnes. 12. Okay. So, uh, Taco, you're going to be going first. A couple of quick things. Uh, I just want to do uh, just a bit of RP and stuff. Um, as you, as she kind of, this, this Medusa, and it is a Medusa, uh, <laughs> glares at you and you seal this rush of power, um, you can see that like her teeks are just streaked with tears and she just is screaming, get out, get out, you shouldn't be here, um, at you as you rush in. Uh, Tarkle, uh, the restrained creature must repeat the same throw at the end of your turn. So you are restrained, which means that your speed is zero. Um, you have disadvantage on attack rolls. Uh, attack rolls against you have advantage and you have disadvantage on deck saving throws. Uh, but it is your turn you are the first to act um so i will still slowly while i feel my legs turning to stone wait go ahead what did you roll on your save on my save i rolled a total of a five i just read a part of this ability that i hadn't seen before uh uh oh there Uh is not a slow transformation as tarkal sees this it is instant uh tarkle's body you just to you it's almost like you feel asleep tarkle i'm i'm sorry Mm -hmm. shady i feel like you always get these kind of effects um but as you rush in you just feel and the rest of you are like like you're kind of waiting for tarkle to strike and when you turn around tarkle is frozen into a statue uh he is petrified oh tarkle I did. I have never read that. There's like a tiny sentence in between. Uh, you know, the creature makes the saving throw, and then a creature fails the saving throw, begins to turn to stone, and it says, uh, "If the saving throw fails by five or more, the creature is instantly petrified." I'd never seen that line before, and I just Until I was Shady rereading it, and I was like, "Fuck." Um, is is that a curse? It could be. Is, and you said uh, save is five or more. So it was a ten? What was a save? Uh, well, I'm not going to tell you what the DC okay. was because okay. they're, they're going to be but making was... more of this save, gotcha. but you failed it by more than five. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, well, so then I do nothing. Danny. Unfortunately, unfortunately, mate, you do. Um, but you can, you know, it's it's petrification. It's, you know, there are ways around it and things like that. Um, for the rest of you, because you are no longer surprised, um, at the start of your turns, you can choose to avert your eyes. If you do, you are basically blinded. So you are considered blinded uh, for, for that turn. Um, but yeah, Tarkle 
Flash Frozen, uh, the Medusa screams at you, get out, get out, you shouldn't be here. Uh, Azara. Um, ah, all right. I am going to, what, can you describe the room a little bit just so I know the space? So yeah, it's uh, it's not very big. It is where you guys have stood. You've kind of rushed down um, the stairs. It's maybe 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. It's about 30 feet by 30 feet. So it's this, you know, small chamber, stone Uh chamber, but it's almost dominated by a 20 by 20 pool, um, Mm -hmm. like a shallow pool, like enough to kind of get to your waist in Mm -hmm. uh, with steps leading down to it. Um, There is a soft white glow. The rest of the room is pretty barren, except for in the corner, there is like a pile of ragged clothes and tapestries. Like somebody's made like a nest or a bed. Uh, There's like a very pathetic looking campfire at the ready. Um, And yeah. Um, okay. I am going to, oh, great idea. Great idea, me. I am going to cast fog cloud, uh, centered mm-hmm. on where the Medusa is like mm-hmm. on her face. Cause I'm assuming, can I make like an arcana check? Like Azara knows about these creatures. Like, I would say all of you guys being seasoned adventurers, I, I like doing this because you as players know stuff about Medusas that right. it's going to be hard to pretend you don't know. Right. So things like you can like you know that if you look in her eyes, like you, she can turn you to stone and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. the curse of the Medusa is a known thing. Right. Um, you don't know exactly how the you know what abilities or what things she can do, but you mm-hmm. know enough that like probably shouldn't look at that. It's just that you didn't know she was down here, right. so you guys all ran in and she gets to kind of do it you know for free because right. you guys are all looking in a direction but now it's your turn okay. you can choose so at that, the start now, of your turn yeah. to avert your gaze but you can't see her if you do that you are basically blinded right um, i'm going to use my movement to kind of get to kind of the edge of this mm-hmm. room um and then i'm going to quicken my spell okay and i'm going to so cast as bonus action yep i'm going to cast do I have to quicken it if it's a charge from the Snowmorn? Yeah, uh, you can't quicken it if it's a charge from the Snowmorn. If it's oh. from Snowmorn, it's not one of your spells, so you right. can't quicken it. It's just an action. Well, then I'll, I won't cast it from the Snowmorn. I'll just cast it at a regular Normally. first level. Okay. Um, and I'll cast it on her face, like okay. Fog Cloud right on her face. And then I would like to... Yep. You don't need to see to be able to create it. Nice. Yep. Um, and then I would like to, as my action fire bolter okay uh she is heavily obscured so right now the fog cloud fills the entire chamber by the way this whole room is completely dominated by um this thick mist that Azara creates like a squall from a storm the the pool begins to rise creating this thick mist and fog um so a heavily obscured area uh a creature effectively suffers from the blinded condition when trying to see something in that area so ah. you guys can't see her and you can't see her but so you can still attack but it's with disadvantage so the firebolt would be with disadvantage that is fine it is still saving us from being petrified well uh, kind of saving three of you yeah, well, Shady's just listen, there, just like... I'm doing my best. <laughs> uh, 11 plus 7, that's 18 to hit. 18 with the disadvantage? Yeah. Nice. So you the fire streaks through, and maybe it's just the vague shape or something. It hits something. Cool. So that's 2d10 of fire damage. 
Uh, nine. Nine points of fire damage. You hear a kind of uh, shriek of pain. You've been sent to torment me. You've been sent to torment me. Is it a free action to talk or is that an action? Uh, to a brief extent. Like you can get a couple of words out like she just did. Uh, Azara will essentially... Mm, actually, no. It's fine. That's the end of my turn. All right. Okay. Uh, Clive of the Wildmane. Uh, so anyway, I start fog. swinging. <laughs> so you're just going to start wading towards her and just start... I'm going to rage first okay. and foremost. So we, we're going to do a roll. We have... Okay. um, Magic infuses one weapon of your choice. So it's going to be... Uh, Evan Scorn. Okay. Uh, let's see. Weapons damage type changes to force and it gains the light and throne properties. Okay. So I uh, don't forget, uh, long swords you can wield two handed as well and it'll do d10 damage as well. I'm, I'm um, gonna do that. Well, as you start wading through the water, Clive, something tries to hit you from an opportunity attack. Not her, but something. All right. Uh, that is gonna be. Uh, that's only an 11 so you feel something and it almost feels like the water itself tries to reach up and grab you and you manage to kind of like swing your arms around enough to displace it and then you i guess you assume you just press forward swinging as you do so make attacks with disadvantage i feel the water attacking me i'm like oh it's you oh i'm talking to you later i'm I'm looking for you i first this one and uh i'm gonna attack uh, with with no wreck. Not one wreck to be had. Not one wreck. Not one wreck. Well, disadvantage then. Oh, it's disadvantage? It's, I it was... You're currently blinded. The fog means that you cannot see your target. Oh. So then would the advantage make it uh, just regular then? If you reckless, it would make it a regular roll, yes. That's what I'm doing. But that means that any attacks against you will be the same, basically. That's fine. Uh, huh. so the first one is okay. So the first roll is a twenty-three. Let's okay. see if it crits. It does not. Uh, well, you wouldn't have got the second roll because it was just a straight roll. Oh my gosh! Okay, well, good thing the first <laughs> well, the, one was amazing. The good thing it or definitely 20. hits. It it connects with something in the water. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna deal some something damage. Sure. So that is ooh. Uh, 14 which and it, now it's force damage okay so you're at you're the ebon scorn in your hands kind of cuts through the fog um and this sword is beautifully balanced and well made and it cuts something um blood kind of streaks the blade now um this vague shape moving in the mist around you um and you just hear another sort of like anguished cry of pain really um as you do so uh second attack yes all right, disadvantage. Well, that, I, uh, normal roll because you're recklessly. That 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 would be a crit. Oh, no. <laughs> even with the disadvantage. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, my crit rules. Are the, so it's max the dice and then um, add modifiers, then roll the damage die again. So. Oh wait, the the disadvantage would be on this because there the reckless was the first one, so there's no reckless. Reckless is every attack you make oh, in the round. Okay. So yeah. then it it was just one roll. It was just one roll. Okay, cool. Yep. Then yes, great. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna brutal. So you can roll one additional melee weapon die when determining. So this uh, would be so you'd be doing two d10 damage um, mm-hmm. because it adds an extra weapon die. So max that for my crit rolls is twenty. 
add mm -hmm. two more d10 and then add your normal modifier. And that's okay. the total damage. So 2d10 plus 25, basically? Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Big hit. So 36. 36 points of damage. Mm -hmm. The sword strikes out um, and pierces and you kind of almost like swing it and you you hear a deep gash rend and just again one of these wailing like ah, screams um pain pain will free me i like pull the sword out. i'm like that's a weird response but all right sure okay uh sensing that there is something attacking it this medusa is going to uh try and do a couple of attacks against you um yeah. interesting so as, as a note clive because you were swinging you were just the, the you're not closing your eyes or anything because the fog's keeping you from seeing the medusa right you're just kind of swinging mm -hmm. blindly okay um okay uh <laughs> the first thing is you feel i am i'm gonna in fact not use that dice anymore Ooh, uh, dice jail. it is it has rolled very badly um you you hear like hissing of snakes and something snapping around your body, but none of the blows uh, connect. Um, and then, whoop, that's better. Uh, that is going to be a uh, 21 to hit. Uh-huh. Okay, so what you uh -huh. feel next is this great kind of serpent's tail striking out and wrapping you up. You're immediately going to take uh, six points of bludgeoning damage, but you're, you're raging, so that's three points of bludgeoning damage. But you are grappled, and what happens is you see this serpentine woman, like the tail wraps around you. She grabs your shoulders and pulls herself right next to you where the mist isn't going to provide you any protection. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. As she kind of like grabs you and looks into your eyes. All right, let's see. Let's see. I mean, this is uh, a barbarian. I'm going to assume that Clive can succeed on this. That would be a 10. You are not in immediately petrified, but you are restrained, Clive, as like you feel your legs beginning to stiffen and patches of your fur beginning to turn to stone as she looks into you and she just kind of screams in your face as she does so. So uh, then as my reaction, because mm -hmm. I failed a saving throw... My unstable backlash kicks in, and I roll on the wild surge chart again. Okay, <laughs> so this will this will uh, replace the effect on the sword, right? Uh does does it say? Let me see. Oh yeah, it does. Okay. Okay. I'm so it replaces the effect. Uh, whenever a creature hits you with an attack roll before the rage ends, that creature takes one d6 force damage. Okay. Good to know for the next time. Uh, so you begin sort of reverberating this aura of color, but you feel yourself beginning to stiffen and slow as she just kind of hisses in your face. Uh, meanwhile, um, da, 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 da. you're currently being grabbed by her, so this thing can't really do much there. Um, you feel something shifts in the water. Something kind of shifts around um, and is pushing itself to the edges. Uh and then it will do. It will take its action to ready an action. Agnes, I still can't see her, right? Because the fog is still present. Right now, you can't see anybody that is not right next to you. Uh, so, and I mean, like in your face, next to you, basically. Okay. Um, like you can't see Tarkle, you can't see Agnes, you can't see Clive. You've heard the sounds of combat, but and you know roughly where she is, but you can't see anything. So. I'm going to send candor toward her 
-hmm. And because of our enhanced bond, once Candor can see her, assuming that Candor can't be turned to stone, uh, and I guess I'll have Candor come around from the back just in case, um, go around behind her. Once Candor can see her, I can cast my spell through Candor as opposed to from myself. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it's super great. And I'm going to cast Scorching Ray. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can cast all these spells. The thing is, is with the mist, even if Candor can't see her either because Candor is blocked by the mist as well, you know roughly where she is. Any attacks will have disadvantage in this mist. Um, this mist is like protecting Even you if from Kander her gaze. Candor can can't see her. Candor is as blinded by the mist as everybody else is. Can Candor land on her back? Uh, he even if he gets like that close to her, um, he, technically by the rules of D and D, still you know any attacks because it's still coming from your space. It would still be uh, disadvantage attack roll. Be- but it says it can originate from either me or Candor. Oh, okay. In that case, then I would say. Uh, yes, but there's a chance that she might be able to turn around and look at Kanda, and you don't know if Kanda's going to be immune to the petrification or not. So you can yeah, risk it's it. Worth, it's worth finding out, because okay. I can summon Kanda again. Yeah. Kanda, so Kanda in, won't die. In the rules, uh, yeah, it is as Kanda gets in, if he wants to get close enough that, like, literally land on her back or, like, you know, be in the same space, she can still turn around and, like, you know, still glance at him. So you can still make the attacks, but Kanda's going to need to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, because I don't believe Candor is immune to being petrified. I will check. Uh, I'm so interested. I would assume that a spirit can't be petrified. You'd assume that. D&D likes to be weird. Um, (laughs) Let me pull this in. Circle of wildfire. Wildfire spirit. Condition immunities. Condition immunities It is not immune to petrification. Well... Let's so make the attacks for, for the make the make the attacks for the scorching ray, but then oh, we're going to be making okay. a con save. And can can Candor cast a ranged spell? Uh, if he is right next, to, if he is right next to her, he'll be at disadvantage because ranged targets okay, then against. I'm going to change my spell, and I'm okay. going to instead do um burning hands. That will also hit Clive, as she is currently grappling Clive. Well, that's just poopy. Instead, (laughs) instead... She's, like, wrapped around Clive, and so, like, any sort of area effect on her is also going to hit Clive. I can take it! That's what I'm for! Is she wearing any armor? Nope. Okay. Just ragged, uh, almost looks like... um, robes you know like maybe a mage or a priestess might wear okay okay all right um sorry one more thing it's okay it's a lot going on it's you know just trying to be clever over here sure is did clive get wounded yes not much, like a tiny, tiny he's, touch. He's probably fine then. He's probably fine. Burning hands. I'm probably yeah, fine. I'll, I'll just, I'll just burning hands. Do it's it. Fine. Sure. Candor's little wings will just go. Boop. Okay. Um, uh, and... Well, you have disadvantage on the saving throw, Clive, because uh, you're currently restrained. Um, and then I guess that's deck saving throws all around. Mm-hmm. What's the DC? 16. 
Okay. She manages to kind of like pull herself away or position Clive in front of the major blast and is going to succeed. Um, Clive? Uh, you know, I, that, that works out great for her because I fail. So. <laughs> there you go. so Clive is going to take full damage. She's going to take half. All right. Well, now it's Kander's turn and he's going to with the damage on the burning hands. Oh, sorry. It's 3d6 fire. Yep. Just casting it at first level. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want okay. me to roll it? Yeah. 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 Nine. Nine points of damage, halved for four for her, nine to Clive. Literally using me as a meat shield. <laughs> yeah, literally like lifts you up and like positions you uh, in the direction of where this flame is coming from. And then uh, con save for candle, please. Oh, right. What is Candor's constitution? I think it's plus two. If it's plus two, he gets an 11 plus two so the same thing begins to happen to candor he is restrained and you he kind of basically falls out of the out of the air lands in the water and you begin seeing steam and and smoke kind of piling up from where he is and like yeah little bird wing is beginning to his fiery wing is beginning to turn to stone so he can't um, cast his spell on his turn then or could he uh he, no, he still can he's just restrained so he, he has uh a disadvantage super annoyed like makes a little like sound and he cast flame seed disadvantage you know um let's see what is flame seed is plus eight to hit so either 16 or 10 so 18 at disadvantage uh 18 still hits great and that's gonna do so just before he lands in the water oh Seven fire damage. Seven points of fire damage. Does catch her back. You see this black sort of scorch mark all down her uh, scaled kind of skin. You need partially where the skin was once elven is now kind of scaled and tinged green um, as Candle finishes his turn. Uh, everything on your turn done, Agnes? Yeah. Tarkle, um, while you're in this state, it's almost... Um, it's bizarre. It's almost like being in a dream that you're aware of, but you don't really know what's going on. And it, you don't, you know, it's, it's, you just remember walking down there being like a flash of light. Uh, and there is this kind of like moment where you can almost, there's two things. You begin to feel um, like this deep reverberating breathing around you. <sighs> almost like surrounding you, almost like it's coming from your own chest. And then accompanying it is a woman singing. And it's a familiar voice. Um, it almost sounds like Willow Song, just faintly singing in the distance. Uh, Azara. Yeah. Um, let's see. Is it possible to dispel the fog cloud as a bonus action? Uh, if it's your spell, I believe you can choose to end it. Yeah, as, okay. as you wish. Um then I am going to let everyone know. I'm going to tell them, like, avert your eyes, I'm dropping the fog. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to, as a bonus action, drop the fog. Okay. And I'm assuming you just said you're going to avert your eyes. Yes. So. Yes. Okay. so you're still blinded against her. Right. You can't, like, you're, like, not avoiding to look at her and stuff like that. Right. Um. And then I am going to, what is the range of that? Mm, that's probably a bad idea. I don't want to hurt Clive. 
Gosh dang it, Clive. I can oh, take it. Is, if <laughs> I, I cast a spell it. that has a, a saving throw, is there advantage or disadvantage, or is it just like... No, no, it wouldn't be affected. Cool. Then, Hail Mary, I'm going to cast Polymorph. Interesting. And, and try and... Oh, uh, I'm going to ask you a question. I know it's an annoying question. I'm sorry to be a Jeremy. Does it, does say, it say a creature you can, you see? can see? It does. Okay. I'm not going to cast Never Polymorph. apologize for being a Jeremy. <laughs> then you know I'm what? Stickler. I love I'm the rules. Okay, I love Azara, them. Then Nazara, then knowing that she has the dragon's constitution, uh-huh. she's going to look at Medusa. Mm. She's going to drop Fog Cloud yep. and, then, and then point and try and turn sure. her into a butterfly. Sure. Cute. A butterfly. All right. Well, you make a constitution saving throw for me okay. for the petrifying gaze. And then I'll make a constitution. I'll make the wisdom saving throw, I believe. 21. For the 21. And then uh, I get a, not very high, uh, six. So we butterfly. watch as Azara, you feel like you kind of catch her eye now that the fog cloud disappears. And she, I mean, she looks like in pain. You, She tears are streaming from her eyes and she's just, her face is contorted in rage. Mm-hmm. And then... She just transforms into a you know quite quite pleasant looking beautiful butterfly that kind of flaps around in confusion and annoyance. Uh, Clive, um, you are no longer grappled. Before Clive can oh. get at her, because I know that any damage will revert polymorph. Um, mm. I want to because I'm guessing we're out of initiative now, right? No. No shit. Well, no, because first of all, Clive is probably going to destroy the butterfly, and then she'll turn back. <laughs> and then second of all, there may be other things in here. That are still you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, then as a bonus action, I guess, if I can do that, or as a free action, I just want to say, don't touch it! Just don't touch it! Don't touch the butterfly! Like, Azara will just try and impart that to everybody. Right. Just like, don't touch the butterfly. Clive. Why would I hurt a little butterfly? It's so, it's so pretty. <laughs> well, where'd the big lady go? She... Uh, uh, mm. Alright, Clive, what are you doing? Is the what is there water things that I can stab? Uh looking around You're not sure where it went. Uh this thing is technically invisible while it's in the water. Alright, I'm just gonna like smack the water. Sure. Uh pick a direction. Roll a D so you're just gonna pick a random spot around you and just start smacking water. Yep. Uh roll a D eight for me. Okay. Four. Okay. Uh, I will roll a D8. Let's see if you get the same one. So you begin just hacking the water and kind of moving through in a direction, and you're just splashing water all over the place. So, my man, just... Yeah. The only thing, actually, you would notice now that you've moved into the pool, uh, Clive, you do see the the kind of white light that was coming um, out of the pool. You realize that there's um, there's something shiny in the water, like a glowing. Uh, you're not quite sure what it is, but there's like an object, like a handheld object in the pool that's glowing. Can I? Can I? I'm gonna. Can I get it? Yeah, you grab it. Uh, uh, when you pull it out, it looks to be like a, a hand mirror, kind of a beautiful silver hand mirror with a lady's face on the back. Um, and it's brilliant. Like you look into it and it's it's yeah very pretty and, and blazing and it's glowing, softly glowing. Am I allowed to say something to Clive? If nope. Earn... <laughs> you used your turn. Um, <laughs> uh, Clive, anything else on your turn? I look at this mirror 
I'll look at look around. So I see no sign of the water thing. Not yet. I'm gonna bonus. Unfortunately, action. it's really annoying. You were in the fog cloud when this thing moved away, so you don't know where it is. Um, if it attacks you again, then you'll be able to like see and know where it is. But until it does, it's invisible. I'm going to bonus action daunting roar at the water. Ooh. Okay. So let's see. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. So what kind of safe? Wisdom sixteen. <laughs> so you roar you don't you can't see it you don't know if it's had any effect but yeah you let out this like Rah! uh technically i need to make a save for the butterfly as well the butterfly just immediately begins flying away from you as and yeah that's that's what you get end of turn yeah the roar was okay. partially like i want to put this thing in fear more just like frustration so i'm just screaming out water yeah sure so you're like screaming at the water um uh, the butterfly flies to the corner of the room, uh, probably towards like the back corner of the room. Agnes. <sighs> I know. It's quite rainy. That That's was the dawn right. of war. Yeah. yeah was, <laughs> Are you guys scared? <laughs> oh, so scared. I failed yeah. the track. I'm going to, man. Clive is starting to petrify, right? That's right, Clive. Oh, yeah. You need to. Sorry about this. Uh -oh. You need to make a another Constitution saving throw. Okay, that's a twenty-six. Uh, okay, so the the stone flakes away, and you feel your movement return to you. We should have done that before you started uh, swinging attacks and stuff. But yeah, uh, the petrification ends on Clive. He is no longer petrified oh. or being petrified. Okay, so he's fine. Tarkal yeah. is not fine though. Tarkal is um, a statue yeah it's not good and i i assume because like you said we we're seasoned adventurers so would agnes know that nothing other than like a greater restoration could help here it's it's the most likely cure yes i mean there are spells like um stone to flesh and, and flesh to stone and stuff that might help as well um but but she would know that her like revivify and like i mean revivify no it's for yeah. dead creatures cure um, wounds, remove curse you could try but I think that Agnes hasn't maybe had any physical experience. You know, stories that magic can restore those turned to stone, but what exactly will do it, I think, um, apart from greater restoration, you're not sure. But you can always okay. try. No, I think that that's going to have to be a later problem. He seems safe enough as he can be right now, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I am going to cast Summon Beast. Okay. And I am going to summon a dolphin okay and set it to battle in the water okay uh it just barely fits you know this is like waist high water so the dolphin you know can completely submerge but is next to you um yeah okay and uh that dolphin is looking for these whatever is in that pool and trying to attack it okay and candor will cast uh, nothing. Yeah, right now, apart from the butterfly, you don't know if there's any other enemy. Like, you can't see anything. Nothing's attacking you guys. Uh, the butterfly is kind of just fl flitting yep. around. Um, that's it. Uh, okay. Tarkal. That breathing, it doesn't get any louder, but you feel it closer to you, and the singing begins to sound closer and closer to you. 
Mm. My knight, Tarkal, you need my help. Do you need my help? You hear this voice just whispering in your mind. And you're certain it's Willa songs. Mm -hmm. I mean, I probably can't speak, but my mind responds. Yeah, yeah. You can speak as if, to you, it's like you're floating in darkness. Um, Okay. Yeah. Uh, Please, Willow Song, what can you do? You are in a place. I know what haunts you. I know what has happened to you. I can help, Tarkle, but you must promise me something. I can't help you if you don't promise me, if you don't swear something to me. What is it? Swear that you'll always protect me. Swear that you'll always protect me from anyone. Mm. I swear it. You feel relief. Uh, the the breathing is accompanied by a heavy, strong heartbeat. And you feel uh, a surge of magic through your body. You can actually feel like a kind of power surging through you. Um, it feels majestic and ancient and noble. But there's an element to it that we'll, we'll talk about a little bit as well. Uh, but you feel like first it's in your fingers where before they wouldn't move, you begin to feel something stretch. And those of you who are nearby see the stone around Tarkle just beginning to break. Um, and you see like one finger comes free, two fingers come free. It was not going to happen this turn, Tarkle, but you are the, the, the petrification is basically becoming undone by whatever force. What you do see, Agnes, if you look back at Tarkle, um, and Azara would probably notice this as well, is lines of green magic um, stretching out. Um, make perception checks both of you i've thought of a cool detail mm. what do we get you know what that's the face of mark that's a natural 20 i'm assuming you know that's the face of yeah it what is. Do we get agnes 15 15 uh agnes you don't you you see the green lines of magic but you kind of distracted and you're just happy that talk has been relieved azara though the details like i would this was like a you needed a high you know high roll for this it would be 25 Um, in total if that matters yeah that's (laughs) i I figured it would be quite high um you notice that there's a pattern to the green magic it's not just random lines Mm -hmm. they're scales and we watch as like the hand begins to break free uh azara Your turn. What would you like to do? Zara's like saving that away for later. (laughs) So many things just clicked into place in my mind just now. I'm going to put that back here. Um, Azara's going to turn to Clive and say, can I like plot as an action? Is that, can I do that? (laughs) Can I plot as an action? What would you like to do? Well, okay. So, Knowing what I know about Medusas, which I'm assuming Azara knows about Medusas, and is knowing that there's a mirror there, is if a Medusa looks into a mirror, they'll turn to stone. Yes. So I want to uh, like plan with my team to bring the butterfly out of being a butterfly and shove the mirror 
Sure, you can space. you can yell at Clive and Agnes that that's what you yeah. want to do. Like, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, so that's my action is to like plan all of this together so that you know, shoot off a small cantrip at the butterfly, any amount of damage will turn it back into a Medusa. She'll come back into being a Medusa. Clive shoves the, the mirror in her face and then she turns to stone and then we don't have to deal with her anymore and we can okay. navigate this dungeon in peace. Yeah. Well, if you want to, if you, you can absolutely tell Clive that's what you want to do. I will leave it to Clive whether that's what he wants to do. And then I will um, promise him that that leaves us to being able to fight the water spirits both here and back at the temple sooner rather than later and not turn into stone, giving him poss- the possibility of not fighting water spirits right, later. Sure. Clive. That is, that is my, my pitch. That's your turn. Would it be a full action to, to just throw the mirror at... Uh, Zara. Well, you can move now. So, and it, this room isn't particularly big. So, you could just move up to Azara and hand it to her or like toss it to her. And Azara's good enough. She'll be able to catch it easily enough. Yeah, I'd say that you can do that. But would it be a full action or would that be? No, a- I'd say bonus okay. action at best. I'd say use an item cool. bonus action. Normally, so, it would be an action because it's technically it's like using an item. But mm-hmm. I'd say for this, like throwing a mirror bonus. Yeah, action. it's just kind of like, all right, whatever here because I'm still yeah. fixated on the water. Got it. Sure. <laughs> And then I would like to use my actual action uh, to use my magic awareness. It says, until oh. your next turn, you know the location of any spell or magic item within 60 feet of you that isn't behind total cover. When you sense a spell, you learn in school of magic. Basically, I want to see if I can pinpoint in the water where this ah, is. Interesting. So technically, this isn't a spell. And it's not a magic item. You you sense immediately. Uh, there's a couple of things actually. You sense that the the mirror that you just threw to Azara is a magic item. You sense that you're all uh, affected by magic. Also, Tarkle's under the effect. Like there's a spell freeing Tarkle from this petrification. You also recognize um, the creature. Whatever the water thing is, it wasn't a spell. So your magical awareness. I would say though that maybe you get a vague direction. Um, I'd say that it's enough to know vaguely where this creature is and it has moved into the furthest corner away from you. It is moved away as if it's afraid of you, as has the butterfly. <laughs> Good. Then cool. for my... Uh, oh, wait. Did we, say, did we say the mirror throw was a free action or a bonus action? Well, if what's your magical awareness? Is that a bonus action? That's an action. Okay, then yeah, it was a bonus action to toss the mirror. So okay, you're, you're pretty much I out. Will, I will menacingly slowly walk towards that corner. Cool. Uh, on the daunting roar, does it go away like on a saving throw or is it like until the end of your next turn or is it like a minute? What does it say on duration? Uh, become frightened of you. Ah, until the end of your next turn. Okay, so this is the end of your next turn. So uh, whatever is there seemingly becomes aware. The butterfly flaps back and is like flapping in your face. It's, it can't do any damage. It's a butterfly. But it's trying to attack you in the best way that a butterfly can. Um, uh, also, you see the water surge back towards your direction and it rises up like an amorphous shape. It kind of brings itself to bear, no longer frightened of you, and is going to try and strike you, Clive. Uh, uh. Uh, that's a natural 20. Yes. Uh, so this is a crit against you. Um, that's 3d6. So 9 plus another 3d6. Uh, 10. 
20 points of bludgeoning damage, half to uh, 10 because it's just bludgeoning damage. Um, Mm -hmm. And you are grappled as the water basically scoops you in. um, And it's also going to completely engulf you inside itself. You are now drowning as well. Like it kind of just sucks you in and you're like, as you're restrained in the water. Um, water. So, so, um, you know, with my reaction now i'm inside of it i'm going uh-huh. to react with my unstable backlash sure let's see what happens see what happens in here come on come on oh <laughs> i got i got the bolt of light oh really so, <laughs> bolt of light yes. shoots your chest another creature of your choice that you can see i i'm assuming i can see the water i'm oh in. yeah yeah you are aware <laughs> of it now <laughs> as it i assume i just like it. explode with light <laughs> so yeah do the is it a saving throw is it an attack roll what, what do we do here uh constitution saving throw uh oh that's unfortunately quite high that was a 19 okay well let's see read it uh to your rage ends neat it doesn't say half damage so i just no sometimes on like smaller damage things it doesn't so the water bursts out but it's you know made of water it kind of just scoops itself out the way and then the beam fires forward um but that's still going to stay in effect i believe you can do it every turn now oh um, that's right as you do so uh in that case agnes clive is in this water and his face says he's having the time of his life (laughs) i I mean, I don't see anything that I can really do to help. So I guess I'm just going to be like. Oh, no, I thought we, our plan was you were going to hit it with a cantrip and I was going to shove. Oh, the I'm going to. OK, OK, OK. Yeah. yeah. Then I am going to create bonfire. Well, will that even hit the butterfly? Probably not. I will primal savagery the butterfly. You rush into the water, <laughs> like wade through the water and then come with claws down on a butterfly sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um okay and then the dolphin will continue searching for something to fight in the well water. the dolphin can fight the the water it can it can make an attack against the water i'm assuming you've got the stats and stuff for it so you would think i had pulled that up but i got distracted well let's do let's do the primal savagery first because this is going to be the big one in that it's potentially going to bring the medusa back so all right is it well, if, if I if I use my action to plan, is there yeah. a way to make it so like I held my reaction? Yeah, that's what I was okay. assuming that okay, you were yeah. holding your action yeah, and you use like your reaction a... to like. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Like the second she pops out, cool. Oh my gosh, melee spell attack for primal savagery is just my unarmed strike hit bonus, no, right? It's your spell attack bonus. Spell attack bonus. Okay, that's much better, but still horrible. Uh, eleven. I'm going to say a butterfly is going to have a higher AC than 11 because it's small and like flapping around. Wait, should so, I check? Do you have the stats for a butterfly? I can find it real quick. Because I don't even yeah, know if a butterfly has a stat case. block. I did uh, not think I could miss like that with a butterfly. A butterfly I do not believe has a stat block. <laughs> um, it so doesn't. I will use, uh, we'll use like a bat's stat block instead. Okay. A bat has an AC of 12. <laughs> Whiff! Whiff the glowing poison claws, the butterfly. (laughs) That's embarrassing. I mean, you ever try to like punch a fly? Yeah. 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 That's why fighting is weak against flying. Have you ever tried to punch a bird? That's really. I have not. 
I've learned so much today. Anyway, <laughs> let's can, let's can, move on can, from Anna's embarrassing. Oh, actually, this will be fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry. Um, the dolphin's gonna make the attack against the water because this okay. is the order that it'll go. Um, they make a slam attack. Sure. At nine, my rolling is horrible today. Splashes into the water to no effect, seemingly. Cool. Well, cantrip or cantrip.com. Cantrip brands. Com. <laughs> Very close. Candor um, is going to cast Flame Seed at the butterfly. Okay. Good old Candor back. AC 12. Oh, come on, Candor. Don't let me down. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was I was waiting for it. I knew it was gonna fail. <laughs> oh, that's bad. That's so unfortunate. I I'm double checking, but I'm pretty sure that fails. Yep, sure does. Sure does get the exact same role that his mama did. So eleven. <laughs> Sails past, hits the stone. I just looks at Azara like I'm sorry. <laughs> well, uh Tarkle. Um the your arm feels movement in it your chest kind of breaks open your face i'd say that you are you still can't move your speed's going to be zero but if you want to take actions i would say you now can it's like your mouth becomes free like you can see what's going on you're looking around um clive appears to be completely engulfed in like a kind of water monster um you see agnes trying to attack a butterfly what do you want to do? This, this image is horrible. Agnes, this like fire druid, is like <laughs> flaming like claws, like la la. And she's got even a, like a helper casting fire. And this butterfly is just like do 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 And Azara's just like holding a mirror, going, "No, hit the but, hit the butterfly, hit, hit, hit the I can't butterfly." I'll definitely. Uh, Tarko will look around and. He's looking for Medusa because that's who he, yeah, I would remember, there. right? And not yeah. there. Okay. That was the first thing you saw, and then there was nothing. It was black. Yeah. Um, and then I think I would notice I would notice Agnes trying to swat a butterfly, but I don't think he would think much of it. Sure. And then he'd see Clive floating in water and yeah. he'd call out, are, are, are you good in there? <laughs> As he's just right. like repeatedly exploding with, with... <laughs> <laughs> I think I would try to then just like assuming the water is just like you know is spiritual. I'm gonna try to just throw like, like yeah, I wanna like throw my sure. kisses over through the bottom of it. Sure. What a mess. Yeah, this is insane. Pretty big mess. Uh, D20 plus my action plus eight, so twenty-three to hit. Oh yeah, that hits. And technically you have an ally within five feet. Because <laughs> Clive's inside. I'm within zero feet. Uh, that'll be <laughs> that'll be twenty-five then. 25 points of damage. Kiss of Silver kind of strikes through the water, cuts through, and the magic of the knife actually, you know, almost severs the water, and you watch as half of it kind of collapses around Clive. Still holding him in place, but yeah, a heavy blow um, against this this water spirit, whatever it is. Um, cool. Uh, restrain uh, Tarkle, so I'm assuming nothing else on your turn. Uh, Azara. Yes. Um, is it possible for... Azar, okay. Can is it possible to do the? Can I do two things at once? Can I? Do if I if I quicken a spell, could yeah. 
If you quicken a spell and you want to use your action to basically, you'd have to move into the water as well. You're going to have to move because you uh -huh. want to get, it's only a tiny little hand mirror. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you yeah. want to get as close as you can to where the Medusa's yep. going to appear and then shove it in its face. So yeah, yep. I'd say bonus action and then you can use an action to basically try and force the Medusa to look into the reflection. Cool, we're going to do that. Okay, quicken okay. spell. So Reenie's angie. Um, <laughs> do I cast a cantrip or a regular spell? Top it's quick. It's, oh, it doesn't matter. As long as it's an action, you can quicken any spell an that's an action and you spend sorcery points to make it into a bonus action. Can do. Okay. So I'm going to hit it with uh, Firebolt. Might as okay. well. Um, that is 15 plus seven to hit. So that's more than 12. It is, and it one damage. Uh, it has one hit point. Cool. So the fire kind of engulfs the thing. Uh, the Medusa reappears in the space, right. um, kind of like emerging from this form, and then you you shove the thing in. Uh, for the purposes of this, because it's kind of a classic Medusa thing, the, she immediately sees her reflection, and there is a look of absolute anguish and hatred at herself you see that as the the woman as this medusa looks she just lets out the most chilling no no suni please and then turns completely to stone the water lets this. go of clive and just reverts to nothing and we are out of initiative so i'll just kind of pull back the mirror sure be like it's a nice mirror Oh, well, well, kind of just brushing herself off. I was like, didn't feel didn't feel as good as I thought that mm. one would. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, warm up for the water spirits later, right? Well, it was that a water. Did we already? I mean, there's more in the other baths. It's it's fine. It's fine. I thought everyone's just feeling super awkward. <laughs> Uh, tackle the last fight. bits of stone kind of fall <laughs> off of you uh, and you are no longer petrified there is a strange like it, it's uh your you can almost feel your heartbeat tackle you can almost hear it it's not it's not loud enough that it's distracting but yeah you can almost feel it in your chest yeah mm. wait tackle how did you unpetrify yourself um it was willow song actually and i'll kind of like grab my amulet my uh the amulet, mm -hmm. brooch, and uh, I look around. Willow Song here? No, she's not here, but she was in my head while I was stone. I don't know how she did that, but um, she said she could help, and she did. Well, that's nice of her. That is nice of her, isn't it? And then uh, Tarkle will smile, thinking of Willow Song. I will look at Azara, <laughs> like, what do you think of this? Azara will give Agnes a look that says, we need to talk later. That was fun then. <laughs> Clive, I imagine, goes... Clive <laughs> is drenched as well. Yeah. He's like... Yeah, he does he's... the shake and the poof. Like, you see, I was exploring with... I stabbed the big snake lady, then she was gone, and then there's a bolt of fly, and then the big... And the water, and now... Pff, pff. When he big. goes... Pff, pff, the dolphin goes... And jumps behind him, like... Sure. <laughs> Was so that was all we had to do here, right? Is there any loot? This is a. There's got to be more. There's no other rooms. Like this is just a, yeah. an enclosed. Yeah, it almost looks like. Um, I'd say that. Um, Azara, 
maybe Agnes as well. This looks like a holy place. Like above, you definitely know the above is a temple. So this almost looks like a, a sacred pool, maybe something used in rituals or part of worship or something like that. Um, the water has a similar consistency to the, the hot springs that you were in. Like it has that rejuvenating feeling um, when you're in it. Um, but apart from that, no, just the ragged nest of rags in one corner. Um, no other doors or chambers, nothing. Can I roll some sort of check? Like Agnes is wondering, you know, this this person's a Medusa. They were calling out to Sunni for help. They've been here a long time. Also, it, the story that uh, Sayeth told us about, like the uh, lady that worshipped Sunni but was homely, mad. and then killed went mad and killed the people, and then was residing in the basement. Like, was that her? Maybe. Yeah, I guess Agnes is trying to put together clues to be like, how did this person come to be here? Because mm -hmm. Agnes is feeling a little like sympathy. Like, you know, we kind of were doing a good thing, but this woman seemed tortured. Like, could we have tried to save her? Well, I think also Azar, knowing Agnes would feel like this, would point out like that's why she didn't kill her. She just mm -hmm. turned her to stone just to see what's going on here. Yeah, so I imagine sure. Agnes is kind of like, like poking at the statue a little bit and Azara's probably like it's okay she's yeah. not dead <laughs> exactly exactly and then yeah. I think and she would have like imparted like she has the same feelings too which is why she didn't want to kill her well what do we what do we do with her I we can leave her here for now and if Tarkal is indeed right that the sisters aren't who they say they are, we can just let them know the situation is taken care of. Technically, we're not lying, it's taken care of. And this gives us the option to come back and save this poor soul if this is indeed the original creator. Who is it, the woman's name in the book, Mark? Uh, Silvari. Yes, if this is indeed, sorry, Rini's very angry. <laughs> if this is indeed Silvari, then maybe we can save her somehow. But for now, she's and as our like knock on the stone, be like, not going anywhere. True, true. Well, I'll, uh, I'll kind of clasp Tarkal's shoulder and be like, "I'm glad you're all right." Thank you. Um, <clears throat> me too. And I'm glad you guys had no problem while I was stone cold scared. Wow! Wow! Ah. Uh, uh, with, with the wonderful dad joke. We will bring this episode of Knights of Evening Star to an end. I feel, uh, yeah. With you guys, uh, more of this, more of this, uh, the Temple of the Restful Lily, more mysteries to solve, uh, oh. and uh, more things to look into, and more exciting developments uh, with uh, characters making promises about things. Um, Just willy nilly. Exciting. What's the big? What's the, I was stoned. No what else is he gonna do? Yeah, exactly. My, my girlfriend's super cool, guys. Seriously. Yeah, my girlfriend my said, oh, will you protect like me? From from anyone. As she says menacingly. Not what menacingly does every, what do you say to your partner when they say, will you protect me from, will you protect me always? Of course you say everyone. Exactly. Of course you protect always. You know, your partner. Wow, he's talking, calling her Family, sisters. Yeah, In well, why would my sister attack my girlfriend? That'd be that so would be weird. Weird and crazy and would never ever happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. Crazy. Swearing a lead. Anyway, go ahead. That's <laughs> um, no, uh, should we do some shout outs and then wrap this whole, whole thing up? Let's do it. Let's Who do starts, it. Mark? 
Let's start with Shady. Oh, on. Ah! That was my shout out. Uh, I tag Nate. <laughs> that was. You, I wanted to get two dad today. jokes. Yeah, I wanted to get. <laughs> oh boy. Full dad mode activate. Yeah, got him in. Um, NateOnSavale.com slash tour. Tour's coming up somehow in two months. It was four months, uh, like two weeks ago. So I don't yeah. know what happened. That is how uh, time works. Also, you know, cantripbrand.com, uh, that's a thing, but I'm also bad at remembering, you know, actual dates for stuff. So I don't know what's going on anymore. So on that note, uh, I'll tag Anna. Well, you may have noticed some cantripbrand.com streetwear items popping up on your timeline that you haven't seen before. I wonder when you might see them on cantripbrand.com. It might be mm. worth going to cantripbrand.com or checking out your favorite influencers using hashtag cantrip style. I would if I were you. And you Anna, find is there like a newsletter you can or an emailing list you can sign up for to get all the latest cantrip news? If you go to cantripbrand.com and sign up for the mailing list, you will also get a 10% off code. Oh, even better. I was just hoping for the latest announcements and updates, but a 10% discount code? It's really smart of you, Mark, because if you are on the mailing list, I would bet that you will find out some things sooner and have some wow. fewer opportunities than those who are not on the mailing list. You can find me at Anna Prosser. I tag Mika. I actually um, don't know where anyone is in the layout, so I'm just so presenting just do... everywhere. Excuse me, uh, as I shamelessly plug for my friends, go to cantripbrand.com and check out these cool D&D tabletop streetswear style RPG. Anyway. Uh, hi, Mika Burton. You can find me at Mika Burton. Uh, you can find my horse adventures at Mika Strides. I am your local friendly horse girl. Um, I'm done, Mark. Thanks. Uh, you can find me, <laughs> Sherlock underscore Humes, pretty much anywhere on the internet, Twitter, uh, Twitch, all of that good stuff, uh, Instagram. But uh, the main thing you can do is come and check out my D&D show, High Rollers, which I've been doing for five years. Uh, very, very epic. Um, we just had some absolutely crazy high-level, level 15 stuff going on recently. Uh, High Rollers D&D on Twitter, Twitch, podcast, YouTube, everything like that. We're also doing, uh, we just did a really fun uh, one-shot, uh, kind of like customized 5e uh, for some games, uh, that a game that just came out that was uh, done. We should be having that up on our YouTube channel soon, um, where I was a basically i was a furry for it i'll be honest uh i was a raccoon man uh we were all dressed up in face paint and, and animal costumes you looked uh, great. it was a ton of fun um and you should come check that out uh yeah high rolls dnd and then sherlock underscore humes for everything else and that's it from me thank you very much for watching another episode of nights of evening start that's it from us enjoy uh the rest of the dnd twitch program we'll see you next time bye